I've decided to tie them in together with Welcome to the Family on the Tom Bernard Podcast. See, now I can do them both. There you go. Hey, you <laughs> hey sorry. I was gardening. Allergies oh, okay. are terrible. The Tom Bernard Podcast with... Profitable Bash from MD, Hackmaster. I'm guessing my Allegra isn't working. Catherine Brandt. And Andy Bernard. <laughs> and we'll be right back. Uh, of course, Kristen Burton, the second hour. But the first hour, Timmy Lammers will join us right after this on the Tom Bernard Podcast. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant tommy do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue you mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. At... Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J.Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Hey folks, it's Brian Zepp, and spring is finally here. If you're like me, you're seriously ready for some wind therapy. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. How angelic. This How is angelic. Who's this? This is Golden Jay. Golden Jay. Very calming. We it like is. it. It's very calming. It's very calming. Sounds very family on the Tom Bernard Podcast Network, which Joe just sent that over. He said, we should call it the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast Network. Hey, he's got some good yeah. ideas. There you go. Joe's got it locked in. <clears throat> we got Timmy Lammers. Timmy. Timmy. Timmy Lammers. What is it? He should be on. Hello. There he is. There he is. You're a disaster with a microphone. I want you to know that. Well, I am a disaster because every time I unplug this headset, it resets, and then I don't know. And I, I'm stupid enough not to write these things down on what buttons to push when I put it back in there. Mm. So yeah, that's that's a problem. Hey, I I, I heard this the the spot where you were telling Michael Bryan about. Well, I hang out with you, so you better be a good guy. Right. Uh, uh, you know, I think you knew this already, but uh, my wife Patty and I hung out with Beth and Mike Bryant last night. Mm. Oh, did you go to see Top Gun? We did. I oh, heard they were going to see Top Gun. Was it good? Beth, Beth is a Top Gun. Oh, she, that's She's right. a super fan. Is she she's really? A super fan, yeah. Well. I, I, you know, the movie isn't coming out for another, well, to 27. So I generally like to hold on to what I say you know, when I do the actual reviews. But I will say um, it was everything I was hoping it would be. 
Good. I know that that probably tells you a lot, actually. But there are just there's so much more to talk about. Um, but I will give you a little tease. When I do review the film, of course, the Lamameter reading will be part of it, but also the Beth Bryant O'Meter reading, <laughs> the Mike Bryant O'Meter reading, and the lovely Mrs. Lammerhammer uh, reading from my wife. Uh, reading from my wife. So yeah. We all have our, our different scores. So, uh, it, it, you know, I will just say also, I, you know, I'm just kind of giving it away because the reaction to this film has been across the board. Oh, really? Just phenomenal. It really has. So, so just if you're going to buy advanced tickets, if you can see it in an IMAX theater, which we did, which was um, in Roseville, uh, that's that's the place to see. It. I mean, in an IMAX on an IMAX screen because they they have them a few places. I know Southdale has them. I'm sure the Marcus Theaters have them, or they have large screen yeah. format or whatever. Yep. So I I don't know if you've seen clips from you know in the trailer or anything right. or anything <laughs> like that. But you know these flying scenes because Cruz is such a badass. And he is a badass. I, I love the guy. I really do. I mean, he gives us everything. He makes that ticket. Well, we didn't buy the tickets this time, but he gives you your money's worth because he's in those planes. You know, he's, mm -hmm. he's part of those dangerous maneuvers. Maybe he's not flying the F-18, but he's certainly in them, and they're certainly filming them. And I would imagine what part of the mandate for all the other cast members is you got to do it, too. So I have a question yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, what the hell was that? Oh, was, was Top Gun, that was that was Val Kilmer in the original, wasn't it? Yes, it was. But he's obviously I, not in this one. He is in this one. He is? Yes, I'm he glad is. to see that. And Cruz, Cruz was adamant about bringing him back. Good. Glad to hear I it. I will not tell you how he is involved in it, but I will say... He's involved in it in the best possible way. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just makes sense within the story. So, yeah, I, you know, I was tempted because I knew a couple people that had screened this prior to me seeing it. And I was tempted to ask about it, but I thought, nah, somebody's going to give something away. And I, I didn't want that. But, right. yeah, yeah, he's in it. And uh, um, the only actual uh, original member um, that's in it. There's certainly references to characters in the first film, but that first film was 36 yeah. years ago. God, oh, really? <clears throat> oh my God! That sounds about right. That was you know, just before I was born. You brought up uh, Val Kilmer, uh, and just for a very generic kind of question, certainly. Was, it, they have good eye candy for the ladies. Uh, the first one had a lot of good they eye still candy. Have that was the, uh, yes. shirtless volleyball yes. scene in the, that's the new movie. <laughs> yes, they do. Of course they yes, do. Yes, they do. And, yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Again, I'm not giving anything away because it's no. in the trailer. I, I like to go into movies with fresh eyes. That's why I'm trying not to spoil it or overhype it or whatever, even though I've already overhyped it. Um, in the trailers, you see, you know, in the in the original, they had the beach volleyball stuff. Remember? Yeah. Yes. With the dude. Mm -hmm. OK, well, here it, it takes place on a beach, but it's a little different. But yes, everybody is shirtless except for the uh, um, the woman pilot. She's not shirtless. Um, but they're on their bathing gear. And uh, yes, Tom Cruise, that son of a bitch, making me feel so inadequate again. <laughs> the dude is close to 60 and he is ripped. It's like, man, you, him and Brad Pitt, I, it's like you're embarrassed to watch movies with those guys be so, because they're so damn good looking and they don't age. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. Yeah, so, so they Cruise, do. man. They do. <laughs> they do. People they like Ralph Bagnum. Yes. Silicone does not age. Well, There's actually it does, but it's a lot slower than yeah. we do. But, but uh, at one point, uh, this was near the end of the movie, Patty leaned over to me and said, I love Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, God. Well, tell me something I don't already know. Right. And I, I, I was joking with Beth afterwards. I said, did you lean over to Mike to tell him that you love Tom Cruise? So, yeah, yeah, it, it was a real blast. It, it You know, it's I, uh, one more thing, and then I'm going to stop. Um, an overwhelmingly positive, feel-great movie in a time where we really need it. Hmm. Yeah, know? we do. It's a great call. And, you know, none of this preaching, you know, no agendas, nothing. I mean, it's just a feel-great movie, 
and uh, I'm not choking up. I actually my throat's dry. Nice try. Uh, maybe I'll choke up. <laughs> um, but but yeah yeah, and I love that. That's it, it, it. You know, Tom Cruise knows how to entertain people. Mm-hmm. You know, say what you will about Scientology and all that stuff, and I'm not trying to defend his stance. Whatever he can do, whatever the hell he wants. I have enough of my own problems to worry about. Um, you know, so people can criticize him all they want for that. But certainly when it comes to making movies, this guy is balls to the wall. I mean, he he's he's nuts in a good way. <laughs> you know, he you know that I don't know if you ever saw The Mummy. It, it hit the wall, the, the remake of The Mummy. No, was that uh, what's his name? That was Cruz. There was Brendan oh, Fraser who did The Mummy. But that's Cruz, what I was thinking. They of. tried to reboot the um uh, the uh, the oh, yeah, uh, franchise, yes, and it hit the wall. You know, it still made a lot of money, but you know, when you got crews involved, I mean, everything is out there on the table. I mean, stuff costs a lot to make, to market, yeah. and stuff like this. Talking about how committed he is, there is a scene in the film, and you could probably catch a little mm-hmm. bit of it in the trailer, um, where he's in a plane that is crashing. And the plane is taking a huge dive, so there are scenes of weightlessness. Um, they first use it, or at least I first heard about it. It's called the Vomit Comet. <laughs> because there's, <laughs> there's, there's a, a certain amount of time you achieve weightlessness after you, you fly straight up and then you go down. And then you can achieve weightlessness for a certain amount of time. It's not a lot, so you got to do a lot of different scenes to, to c- capture that feeling. Right? Um, so Cruz and Annabelle Wallace, and there was another actor in there. Again, everybody's got to participate. They did, they filmed, they went up and down on the Vomit Comet 67 times. Oh, God. To capture this scene on film where this plane is taking a dive and they're all over the place. And honestly, I can't remember if they parachuted out or whatever eventually. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the sort of stuff that you could easily achieve with special effects these days, this guy goes for practical effects every time. So, you know, this Vomit Comet thing, it's amazing. You know, it, it looks like the plane is crashing, and I guess in the hands of somebody that didn't know what the hell they were doing, maybe it would. You know, it's just frightening stuff to watch. But, again, they filmed this thing 60, 64, 67 times. It was in the 60s. What do you think, Tom? So, is, is there enough Dramamine or Xanax yeah, for you to no. go on that? I would no. not. <laughs> probably not. God. What you happened know, to the so good yeah, old so days of uh, making a plane look like it's crashing by dropping a plastic model? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just yeah, drop no, it onto yeah. a bunch of sand, and there you go. It crashed into the beach. Yeah. So Apollo 13 is the first movie I heard of them using it, and that was with Tom Hanks. Um, oh, Kevin Bacon and Bill Paxton, bless his soul. Yeah, yeah, they did that for, for uh, Ron Howard did that for uh, Apollo 13. Of course, that was back in a time where I don't think it would have looked realistic enough um, putting them on a, on a crane and stringing them along and erasing, you know, digitally. I, it, it, you know, these guys, you know, obviously they have the clout to be able to do that. Special effects are probably actually cheaper and, and a hell of a lot less as far as the insurance policy and the liability is concerned. Because you got to believe there's a lot of liability insurance being paid out on movies like yeah. that, and movies like this, and, and movies like Top Gun Maverick. Because, man, this guy, I'm telling you. Well, did you see the last Mission Impossible? No. Nope. No, I mean, the guy. You know, one time he's hanging on the side of a cargo plane, and he's really hanging on the side of a cargo plane as it takes off and is up in the air. I mean, this guy is. What? How do you not fall tries- off? Yeah, well, he's he's wired to the thing or whatever, but yeah. he's really doing it. Oh. Uh, Mission Impossible. That was not the last one. The, the last one he did a halo jump. Oh wow! <laughs> so, you know, I get really psyched when I see these movies because you know it's like you you can suspend disbelief when the stuff is special effects, but there's just some little extra thrill surrounding the fact that you know this guy is really doing it yeah you know you know so yeah 
So yeah, it's it's a, you know, talk about adrenaline, man. I mean that that gets your adrenaline pumping after seeing a movie like Top Gun or Mission Impossible or whatever. You know what gets my adrenaline pumping is when Tire Carver calls in. Oh, there you go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You need more excitement, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very low tolerance for adrenaline. Yes, apparently, yeah. hate it. <laughs> Tim, I thought I read somewhere, since this thing's been on the shelf and done for about a year or so, that Tom Cruise actually, heck, you know, got the Navy, went through all the training, and he was the one flying the F-16s. Oh, no, kid. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, because I, mean, I thought I read that somewhere. Honestly, Tyre, what happens, with, especially with movies like this, I avoid everything going in. I just like to be surprised because... Even trailers now, they just give away so much mm -hmm. that I don't read about films. I mean, right. that's a real high profile. I think I caught the teaser trailer for this because everybody's raving about it. Um, but, yeah, so generally I avoid everything. So, yeah, I didn't know that. I, I knew that he would be in the thing. And I think that's what happened with the first film in 86, that he was in it, but he wasn't flying. Because these things are, I don't know if they're all two-seaters now. But the F-14 or F-15s, they were. Because you got to remember, that's how Goose perished in the yep. first one. He was in the back in a canopy, didn't deploy properly, and he died. Um, so, you know, it could have been a deal where he was in that second seat. But to fly the thing, I wouldn't doubt it. I know he did learn how to fly a helicopter for one of the Mission Impossible. I think the last one, because he gets in a big uh, helicopter chase in uh, that one so yeah yep. it's he, he he the guy knows no boundaries and uh, there's a reason his movies are mostly hits you know you get your jack reacher once in a while you know which was i look i was entertained but let's be honest that alan richson thing in the series oh, just kicked ass phenomenal so you know he doesn't it, you know the, the franchises that he really owns like mission impossible like top gun those are the ones that well, remember when he was yelling at his crew, slinging the F-bombs and everything? Yep, during I do. COVID? I do remember. Yep. I don't blame him because it's his money. He's laying, not all his money, but he's laying out millions upon millions of his own dollars. He's producing it. So he has a right to be pissed off. So I, I'm fine with that. You know, he again, that's how seriously he takes it. Now, maybe he comes off as a tyrant to certain people. Well, if you don't like that, don't work with him. It's just like that Netflix memo. Hey, if you don't like our content that we're putting out there, don't work for us. Right. Did you read that? Yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the way we grew up, right? Yeah, no, that's exactly it. You don't like it, then don't go see it. My dad would say, stop mm -hmm. your goddamn belly aching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. In later years, I will part with this, uh, you know, this wonderful knowledge he gave me. Uh, you know, when he was sick and everything, he said, uh, no matter how bad you think you have it, somebody somewhere else has it a lot worse. Yeah, a lot worse. No, no doubt about the, it. That, that was the adult version of quit your goddamn belly aching. So, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. So, so uh, yeah, Cruz does it his way, and thank God. I, I love it. I just love it. No, I understand completely. But I'm telling you, that Reacher right now, it's the best thing I've ever seen as far as Reacher is concerned. That guy's phenomenal. Oh, and he has just joined um, the next Fast and Furious movie. Um, <laughs> he has? You know, Vin, the next yeah, he one? Has. Fast it's and Furious Fast 11? Yeah, actually, it's 10. Wow. It's Fast and Furious X. No, I thought, I thought that was already shot. Um, well, whatever one they're working on, you know what? You're right. It's 11. I think. No, 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 no. It is. Maybe it is. There was one that came out last summer that they delayed because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're shooting another one now. And, uh, Vin tried to get the rock back, but rock, the rock said, blow it out your keister. He doesn't want anything to do with Vin. Vin apparently is such a pain in the ass. That's what everyone says. Yep. That the director quit. Like three days in, <laughs> so the guy has no him. talent at all, none. Well, he, he he's a producer now too. Oh, is he? So he needed somebody, and I think God. it was a very smart move that he got 
Alan Richson because he had, and he might be coming back, but he had John Cena in the last one. Right. Um, so, you know, to get a guy who is really hot as a pistol right now, it's still, you know, months after J- uh, Jack Reacher came out. And that's coming out for another season, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh, Reacher so, is? Yeah, yeah. Good. Thank God. So Love enough it. of me yakking. How's it going with everybody else? You're not yakking. We're learning things. Oh, I have to correct <laughs> something that I said yesterday. I said that I saw Diana, the movie, on the airplane. It was actually called Spencer. Oh, Spencer, yeah. And I still didn't like it. Did you fall asleep? Yeah. It was so Kristen bad. Stewart. <laughs> Kristen Stewart. I heard it was she That's was, all I need to say. I can't believe she was nominated for an Academy Award for that role. I thought she was really crappy. But Michael Bryant liked it, so what do I know? You know, Mike has a, a soft spot for... for uh, um, bad talent. Um, he has soft spot for As you know, I mean, Tom. Every time I get a chance to rip Kristen Stewart on the morning show. Oh. Yeah, I you're do. not a fan. I've noticed. I don't know if I've ever seen her no, anything, but she no, was Twilight. Terrible. She's the girl, isn't she? Oh, I didn't watch Twilight. Oh. Did I watch Twilight? No, I didn't. No, we Twilight. didn't. No. Would well, that's you where it all never started. Did. But yeah, oh. that was her big, his, her big break. Oh. And her one look is this, mopey. Yeah, she does she mopey a lot. Mopey well, she, uh, she, her big break was during the, that emo phase. So she's kind of like, you know, the emo girl. Even yeah. though emo is long gone now, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand the Oscar nomination. I will say, too, um, when the campaign is going on, there were people, uh, you know, like you say, the sorts of people that don't see Spencer, but they say, well, I haven't seen it, but she deserves an Oscar nomination. Oh. Well, really? Well, Harrison Ford deserves an Oscar. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock deserved an Oscar. You know, there's a lot of yeah. people that deserve yep. Oscars, and I don't count Kristen Stewart amongst them. Now, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm open. I mean, I was not a Channing Tatum fan, uh, but, you know, the last couple of films, he's really come through and I will say, uh, uh, Catherine, on Paramount Plus now, you got to get Tommy to see this. I mentioned it to Tom last week when you left him. <laughs> Le- abandoned. You left him high and dry. Abandoned me. Yeah, that that's what there. I do. Uh, a movie on Paramount Plus called. Really? Uh, hands Against the Wall, Lammers. What are you doing? <laughs> no, that's uh, me. Oh, okay. Oh, they come to your house? <laughs> What'd you do? It's a movie called The no, Lost. I'm standing City. outside behind the building. Oh, there you go. What were you saying, Timmy? It's a movie called The Lost City um, with um, Sandra Bullock and Daniel Radcliffe and Channing. Oh, Hill. yeah. Yep. Really, it's a, a, it's like the Romancing the Stone sort of, sort of you know, oh, deal. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. But it's really a good movie. And um, it's on Paramount Plus now. So. I've just been another remi- recommendation. Okay. A listener just reminded me of some several. I don't know how many years ago this was. When did Kristen Stewart first come out? Mm. <clears throat> Ten years, twelve years, something like that. I don't know. Longer than that. Well, whenever the first, you know, actually, she was in a couple films prior to Twilight that I was yeah. notable. One was um, John Favreau directed it. Oh, did he? Um, let's see. No, he didn't direct Twilight. Um, I'll, I'll come back to that one. She was also in a movie called The Panic Room with uh, Jodie Foster. Oh. Which she was okay in. You know, she's a kid actor. I'm not going to rip a kid actor. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Uh, oh, she was her daughter uh, in that movie? Uh, she was pretty young. So. Like she must have eight, been. Nine, because ten. Was Sathura only... was the other one okay. that, that Favreau directed. So she's been around a long, long time, since 99 2000. Really? The Flintstones and the Flintstones, oh, uncredited. Ring Toss Girl in the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. There you go, baby. There you go, wow, baby. Another Somehow sequel I that we it. didn't need. The reason I asked you that question is so this must have been about 10 years ago, may, maybe 15, because she was a grown woman at the time. And she came on the morning show and was just really standoffish, not friendly at oh. all, acted like she didn't want to be on the air, you know. So one of the uh, daily listeners, I won't say who it was, but, hey, uh, Tom, we got a call for Kristen uh, Stewart, uh, the listeners on the phone, wants, wants to ask her a question. 
no, no, I don't want it. And I hear the voice. And I go, uh-oh, this ain't going to be good because I know who it is, the voice. He goes, no, no, I didn't call in to talk about the, the, this, that, or the other thing. I just wanted you to know, Kristen, that, that I'm really enjoying this interview, and I thought you were fabulous in Eraserhead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he just hangs up. <laughs> Eraserhead, the classic movie that that was. Yeah, David Lynch. Oh, God. Um, hilarious. First Twilight was in 2008. So that was about so, right then, yeah. So, yeah, that, that'd be when, about right, 14 know, years ago. Everybody just, you know, she's the next big thing. And, yes. And, and they're yep. giving her roles like she's the next big thing. Now, again, I'm staying open-minded. There's a movie coming out in a couple weeks. It's not David Lynch, but David Cronenberg, who's oh, another yeah. very strange yep. filmmaker. Oh, yeah. It's a movie called Crimes of the Future. Uh, Viggo Mortensen is in it. Oh, I like him. And uh, Kristen Stewart is in it. Uh-oh. So, you know. Tyre got sick of you. Yeah. Apparently. Tyre, I'm sorry. I've been blabbing too much. You probably you, had Tyre, to go. call back in so you can ask more questions or talk. To, you probably had to work. <laughs> 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 got to get back after it. I imagine that's probably true. So yeah, I, I you know, but Timmy, I got I got to ask you this. I know, I know I asked you this last week, but I'll ask you again. Streaming is so much better than movies. What are they going to do? About, I don't want to go to a movie theater see some action hero crap. When are they going to put some well, good movies in the theaters? Yeah, I know, and and sadly because of the pandemic, I mean. First of all, movie theaters are coming off a dreadful two years. Yes, exactly. And they've discovered during that two-year period of time, the only movies that have, you know, resembled a hit have been the superhero ones or the action yep. ones. Yep, no, it's true. Mostly the superhero ones. And because of that, I mean, the studio, look, they're not going to invest in a movie that's going to lose money. Mm-hmm. So they're going to put their money into what is a sure thing, or at least they think is a sure thing. Right. And a lot of times that doesn't even work. I mean, The Eternals was a Marvel movie that didn't do that well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, thankfully we do have the streamers. And I swear to God, every single week, I just started watching a show called The Time Traveler's Wife on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. I mean, it's like every time you, you it's like every week you're coming out with something new under the banner of heaven, I mentioned that one before. Uh, before that, the dropout about Elizabeth Holmes. Um, it's like I'm, I'm reviewing these series, and it's just I can't believe how extraordinarily well done they are. Now, one thing I've always defended TV or now streaming over films is, is that when you got the opportunity to leave a story breathe, that always helps. That's yeah, always more that's interesting true. to us to see a Godfather making of Godfather movie in, uh, or series instead of a movie. I can't imagine them packing that story into a two-hour run. Right. No, exactly. Um, but there again, there's the offer. Another phenomenal series. It really is. Tim, I don't know how anybody can criticize anything that Marlon Brando character does. He has Brando nailed. He looks like him, sounds like him, facial expressions just like him. His attitude is perfect. I think that guy's nailing that role. Did you watch episode five yet? Yes, we watched it last night. Now, I... You know, um, you know. Obviously, we it didn't work out with. I was gonna men- I was gonna preview episode five on the KQ Morning Show last week, but I was basically gonna say there's a scene in there where the actors meet for the first time that oh, is God. gonna knock you on your ass. You were right. That was a phenomenal scene. Was that James Conn was gonna beat the piss out of? Someone? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, who was he yeah, gonna beat so- up? Uh, well, um, um, Carlo Rizzi, the guy okay, that's the right. who played Carlo Rizzi. So basically, <laughs> I don't know. Am I, should I give it away what happened? Basically, no. they <laughs> slip into character. The first yeah. time they meet, they do. they're around the table having dinner. <laughs> and Brando, uh, Justin Chambers, kicks it off by, no, 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 you serve, you serve your mother first. You know, the, Sorry. Catherine, every show now, sorry, Catherine has sorry, to play the sorry, guitar. Sorry. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I just learned. And, uh, Aren't I good? <laughs> I thought somebody was. I thought Andy was la- launching into the Godfather music. Da, um, da, but, da, but da, so da. all of a sudden, they took, they picked up his cue, and then all of a sudden, all of the actors started 
they they it was channel phenomenal. their role. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic because Carlo Rizzi, the the, the actor, claims that he has hit his wife. And James Conn is not having it. Holy Anna. Yeah, yeah, because he's sunny. He's, he's, yep. uh, yep. You know, Talia Shire playing the, the brother. Uh, and yeah, yeah, Connie, Connie's brother. God. And then you have the woman that looks like Diane Keaton sitting next to the yep. Al Pacino clone. Yep. And then you got the Fredo actor who maybe doesn't exactly look like John Cazale, but he certainly has that mousy demeanor that yep, he does. that weak middle brother thing that Fredo had. So it is just such phenomenal um, acting and you know you want to say movie making, it is certainly cinema quality. Mm. That's the whole thing, Tom. That, that I think probably yes. explains it. TV shows used to be bastardized. Mm-hmm. You didn't want film actors working in TV. Well, now they realize that streaming is the future. So now that you're getting these actors you know, getting these big contracts in the streaming because that's where it's at. And, you know, the serious actors will tell you, you know, they want roles with meaning and all that stuff. And and TV allows for those roles, those people to breathe, for those characters to develop. So that's why they're all there now. And because of that, you know, you're, the, the quality of TV making has just grown by leaps and bounds. You know, it's it's cinematic quality. So, yeah, that's... There's just so damn many good shows on now. It's hard to keep up. Who's the guy that's playing Joey Gallo? Because that guy's a psychopath. Holy (laughs) God. You know who the guy who plays, I don't know his name, but I looked him up. He plays, (laughs) there's there's a movie, Jersey Boys, the movie version. Yeah, sure. He plays Joe Pesci. Really? in, In Jersey Boys, because... Joe Pesci, before he was the Joe Pesci actor, was the Joe Pesci in the Jersey neighborhood who knew Frankie Valley. Right. Met Bob, and, and brought Bob Gaudio to meet Frankie. And uh, yeah, so he was like the guy that was, in a way, sort of responsible for the formation of the Four Seasons. So mm-hmm. this guy plays, it's a really tiny part, but it's really memorable. So it's like, Jesus guy, Joey Gallo, he looks really familiar. So I looked it up and sure as shite. That's him. He's it's the guy in Jersey Boys. Joseph Russo is his name. Oh, Joseph Russo? Mm-hmm. He has got a scary stare on his face when he wants he one, I'll tell you that. Well, I tell you what, Tom, and I know you talked to him recently. This is taking it away from that, but uh, Rory Culkin. Oh, yeah. He is in Under the Banner of Heaven. Yep. And he plays a Mormon fundamentalist. And, you know, he's there's I was telling uh, Beth and Mike about the scene last night about he's I forget what episode it is, but he is frightening. He's chilling. He's like this guy in in, in uh, the offer because he's so real. And, and it's like yeah. he's, he's nuts. He's playing nuts. And, and, and it's just, oh, my God, it'll shake you to the core watching this guy. My, he's a hell of an actor. Rory Culkin is. No, he's a very good actor. My favorite so, scene in in the offer last night was when they're all sitting down to have dinner. The cast is meeting for, together for the first time, and uh, you know the actor playing playing uh, was it Vic? You said he was playing um, the guy who said he hit his wife. Oh um, yeah, Carlo Rizzi. I don't know his name. Yeah, he, he was playing Carlo Rizzi, right? But the guy who's playing Carlo Rizzi after that this whole argument breaks out with James Con about. I hit my wife, you know, I got to straighten her out once in a while, blah, blah, blah. So he, he, and he keeps going, I didn't, I didn't hit her. I never hit her. And then he stands up and walks over to Marlon Brando and he leans over and he goes, I'm sorry, Mr. Brando, but I'm, I guess I'm just not worthy of having dinner with you. And the Brando character goes, I thought you said you didn't hit her. <laughs> just the delivery of that line is perfect. I mean, he nails it, man. Yeah, and you know, and, and again, this is why this show is so God, fascinating. Good. Because how the hell did this guy get the guy that plays Carlo Rizzi? Yeah, how does he get cast? He's just some loser that hangs around the assistant of right. Al Ruddy. Right. And 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 I I don't know if Al saw something in him, or um, if Francis Ford Coppola saw him something in them and it's like okay this guy's a loser but he's perfect for the part <laughs> we have got to take a break we'll be right back in a couple of minutes scott i looked up we we're in a half an hour in already my god timmy 
You're yeah, interesting. I, I don't know if anybody ever told you that or not. Well, I just love I love this stuff, and then I, I do too. About it. We'll be right back in a couple minutes more with Tim Lammers right after this. Dan Chesky's here from Dan's Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dan's Southside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing lender? You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Yep, I like this, Andy. Yeah. Who's this? This is Grimrock. Grimrock. Yep. And from the It's very grim. It's very grim. <laughs> it's quite Maybe this grim. one's a little morose for the show. <laughs> it's good and morose. Like, I'm well, not saying it's a bad song. I'm this? just saying we could use a little well, more I can always upbeat. isolate the chorus, which tends to be uh, more uh, catchy. Okay. What yeah. if we did, what if you only play it when Michael Bryant and Doug Sprintfall are on? <laughs> there you go. That'd be perfect. Yeah, let's pick a bunch of sad yeah. songs. A bunch of sad Oh, no, they're back. <laughs> I love it. That works. So there's an, another recommendation for you for streaming. Again, hey, baby, that's where it's at. It's all streaming. Yeah, hey, baby. sure is. Also, HBO Max. I'm telling you, HBO Max is kicking ass. Oh, I know. Ass. They're, they're all just doing really well. Um, it is called The Staircase. Oh, that's that came back because that was out like last year, wasn't it? The Staircase? Uh, no, this one's new. I, it, it's based oh, on yeah. a true crime. Yep. Uh, a a famous author. This is a true deal. I thankfully I've never heard of it because I think some people have and followed it in the news and know the outcome. Um, but Colin Firth plays this real famous author who is on the downslide. I mean, he's on the backside of his career. He wants to be into politics, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, has a seemingly happy relationship with his wife, played by Tony Collette. Um, and they were out drinking wine by the pool one night. She says, "I'm going in early." He claims when he goes in, uh, his wife is found dead at the bottom of a staircase. Right, right. She could have fallen, um, but there are wounds to suggest otherwise. Oh, God. So naturally, he is the suspect, but not everything is as it seems. They give you scenarios to say, well, could have been an accident. But it's, uh, you know, look, I, I think Colin Firth is terrific, but one of my favorites is Tony Collette. 
And oh, ever yeah. since she yep. was in, I've always liked her anyway. But when she was in that stupid ass, creepy, bizarro, what the hell is this movie, Hereditary, and the terror that she struck in my heart when she found her child deceased without a head. Remember yeah. that? Oh, yep. oh, uh, that is a blood curdling scream that I will never forget. And, you know, so she is so phenomenal. She's great in this. So naturally, the movie, the show, excuse me, starts, it's a miniseries, starts with the death and everything is going backwards. You know, they, you know, different perspectives of how the, you know, we lent, led up to the events of the murder or the accident. We don't know. Right. So that's on HBO Max. And I haven't seen this yet, but it's coming out June 16th. Uh Thank God he's back, and thank God he's recovered. Jeff Bridges goes John Wick on some people's asses in The Old Man. Oh, I love him. He's, he's terrific. He, that's going to be on Hulu. It's an FX production on Hulu. Same thing as Under the Banner of Heaven. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, J- Jeff was struggling with, I don't know if it was Hodgkin's or non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh. And he recovered. The dude abides, and he is back, baby. The dude abides, baby. Oh. I love it. Now you've talked to Jeff, haven't you? Yeah, he's been on the show several times. He he's not, doesn't show a lot of personality in interviews. He's the dude, though. He's the dude. He is the dude in interviews. You're right. I had the weirdest deal with him. I only talked to him once for Crazy Heart, which is a phenomenal movie. He won his Oscar for it. And I had to cut the call short. Because Julie Andrews was ringing in on the other line. Oh, God. (laughs) Pardon us. (laughs) It's like I was so embarrassed to tell him, Jeff, I I warned him ahead of time. I said, Jeff, I really hate to do you, but for some stupid reason, they scheduled this stuff back to back. So it's like, damn it. I still got a good 10 minutes because they allow basically 10 minutes anyway. But it's like, shit, I can't ignore Julie Andrews. No, No, you can't. But it's one of those great stories, you know. It's like, well, I, I, I cut off Jeff Bridges talking about his Oscar, eventual Oscar-winning role to talk to The Sound of Music. Well, look at you, name dropper. Yeah, big I'm shot. sorry, but you know what, Tom? <laughs> we talked about this last Did we talk about this last week, how fortunate we've been to talk to all these There's no people. doubt about it. I was just thinking about that, Andy and Alex. Since you were basically in your mid twenties, you guys have been talking to famous people your whole lives. Is that? I suppose it doesn't feel weird because it happened to you. Yeah, pretty they're much. just people at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. But it might, well, all these... same thing with my kids. You know, I mean, they really don't care at all right. about what I do. Right. Um, <laughs> once, it, which is fine. I, I don't right. to have because most of the time it's like this hero worship is for Kim Kardashian or something oh, stupid God. crap like Ish. that. But, you know, look, if there's somebody that they really love, you know, like I, I, um, I interviewed Danny DeVito for uh, Dumbo and my son Quinn sat with me because oh, sure. he loves Always Sunny. Yep. So the fact that he said hi to Danny DeVito and Danny oh. DeVito told him to try the rum ham, which is a recipe <laughs> in Always Sunny, is something that he will never forget. No, I'll so, never forget you know, that. So, you there, know, there are a few times where that will happen, but... By and large, you know, it's like, who cares? You know what's hilarious? <laughs> the very the way it should be. The very first person, famous person that I ever met, many, many years ago. This has got to be, oh, Christ, 50 years ago, I bet. When I first started, I went to a show with Bobby Darren. Oh, wow. And I will never, I'll never forget that. And the you reason mean Mac the Mac the knife Bobby Darren? No, what's the other James, James Darren? James that's what it's. It was not Bobby Darren. Great guy. I'll never forget when I went. <laughs> I just misspoke. I knew who I was talking about because I could see his face. I just misspoke. Pardon me. Love was, of my life, turtle funny. dove over there. Hey, get a sense of humor. Backstab is all I have to say to you. You know, but I I was you know it was overwhelming because. You didn't see that kind of thing in person. He's even better looking in person than he is in, on film. That's you know, one handsome some bitch, I'll tell you that. Is he pocket sized? 
No. no? He's about six feet tall. Oh, really? I always yep. thought he was short. Eh, maybe not These quite These handsome some bitches are <laughs> making us feel inadequate while we're watching them. Yeah, exactly. I will, I will tease that there's a handsome some bitch that makes a that has a small role in the Lost City uh, that is freaking great. So, yeah, it's, you know, they make me feel inadequate. That's the whole thing. It's like I feel like, okay, I slink down on my seat a little more while I'm watching it. While right. Patty leans over to me and say, I love Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> she's still doing that to you, huh? I, so I understand. I no, understand. She's, she was heavy into the Hugh Jackman thing for a long time. Yeah, he so, was, he's pretty cute. But he is, a, actually, he is a pocket-sized guy. He actually, she actually had me. Here's another one of those rare deals, because she doesn't care either. But there was a rare deal where, okay, you got to ask Hugh to marry me. It's like, wait a second, my, I'm your husband. You want me to ask Hugh to marry you? So Hugh played totally with it. Oh, well, we need to go on a few dates. You know, uh, we'll see how it goes. And I, I did this for two different interviews. Finally, the third time, I said, Patty, you're getting on the damn phone with him, and you're going to ask him yourself. And he totally played along with it. And, uh, oh, Patty, I'm so glad to hear you. You haven't been returning my calls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, there you all go. All that sort of stuff, just totally playful. Go. And that makes it all worthwhile. So, you know, that's the, that's the great thing, Tom, as you discovered. And, and, and everybody on the, on the podcast has discovered, you know, most of these people are decent people. Yeah, most of them are, yeah. Um, you know, you do get the occasional Kristen Stewart on the line. I've Once never talked to her, and I don't I have no desire to. But right, you know, for, for the most part, you know, it's cool. You can hang out with somebody like James Darren and and have them be cool and handsome, even more handsome in person. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, I have to ask you quickly. Patty heard you. I didn't hear the morning show that day, but you guys stayed in Florida for a short amount of time later to see um, chances are what, what's his Johnny name? Mathis. Johnny Mathis. Johnny Mathis. You saw him? We were about 20 feet away from him and it was unbelievable. Wow. See, I've never seen him but Patty saw oh, him at God, the Carlton he... Celebrity Room. <clears throat> oh my God. Way back in the that day. That is way back. Let me tell you something. Very pleasant on stage. Very hardworking. He sold the building. What is that seat? About four or 5,000 people. Oh, that's huge. I think it's like 5,000 people in there. It's the Kravis Center down there. And he, he was in – you could tell he was in physical pain, that it, his mm. body aches. Well, he's 85 years old, right? Is, it, is he 85, Andy? Yeah. Was it, it took him a little while to start moving. It did. Yeah. <laughs> It, it took him a while. 86, actually. 86 years old, and he's out singing on stage in front of 5,000 people. When he started doing Chances Are, my heart exploded, I'm telling you. Really? To see him yeah, singing well, Chances Are in person was amazing. Patty was so excited that to, to hear about you guys seeing him because she oh, loves God. him. And, again, I don't know how long ago it was. It was long before we met. But uh, at the Carlton Celebrity Room, which, God, how many decades has that been gone? And uh, so, yeah, that's that's really used to cool. love that place. I know. Why did that go away? That was a great yeah. place. I never, I never got a chance to go there. It's really good. Know. Really, really a lot of fun. As a matter, matter of fact, I can't repeat the line, but it was uh, Rodney Dangerfield there many years ago, and some guy kept heckling him. And I'm going to use instead of a derogatory word for a gay man, I'm going to use the word frog. So you know what word I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Okay. This guy just kept shouting out things to Rodney Dangerfield. And he kept going, Rodney, why don't you get a real job? Rodney, why don't you get a real job? He kept going like that. Finally, Rodney has had enough. He looks at the guy and goes, I already got a real job. Getting frogs for your brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I will never forget. It's like, oh, okay. Now, these days, Rodney would have to be, he'd have to worry about being tackled. And, oh, uh, God, he's right. He'd have to go to go treatment. Well no, nah, that would not go well these days. There's no question about it. Well, but he was one of the mob entertainers. Eh? You know, he, that's true. You want to think twice about tackling him. Oh, you want to be true. really careful. You have to be well, very there careful. Was some, there, I won't say it's mob justice, but there was justice to that guy on the stage with Chappelle. Oh, I he agree. Took him backstage and kicked his ass. How about that right arm? That looked pretty good oh, taking him yeah. in the ambulance. That looked real good. Broke his heart. God. I'm almost certain that Jamie Foxx took part in the ass kicking. I'm almost. Oh, he did. No, really? he did. You're right. Jamie, Jamie Foxx was whipping the guy's ass. That is true. Yep. <laughs> 
Uh, Kevin Hart said. Kevin Hart says, "Okay, you see what happens? Don't do that." You know what's really? Yeah. You get your ass kicked. What's really bad for me, Tim, is I was okay with him before. I was never a huge fan. But I, I cannot stand Will Smith anymore. I saw him interviewed last night. I, I watched 30 seconds and went, what an arrogant prick this guy is. Okay, now, is, was that the Letterman thing? No, it was Oprah Winfrey. Oh, so was he talking about the slap? I, I didn't hear him talk about the slap. He was just too busy talking about himself. Well, you More know. Me now. I thought he just went to India to study... Uh, yeah. Meditation and self-reflection. <laughs> yeah. How's that working out for him? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, How's that working well, out? Well, the reason I say Letterman was because um, Letterman announced, and I've never watched it. I'm not a Letterman yeah. fan at all. But he has um, right. a show on Netflix where he interviews, long-form interviews right. with people. And he said he taped one with Will prior to the slap. Oh, okay. So he said, don't expect that to come up. But, you know, if... Uh, yeah, I, I again, I... I don't know, man. I, it's just amazing. I, I was okay with him prior to the slap. Yeah. Just okay, though. I mean, just it's okay. Like, yeah. There you go. You know, I, it, it, I, there was one point where I really loved him. Really loved him. But you know, it, it's just I don't know what screw came loose for him to do what he did. Know, what a jerk. You know, and just and then just to have the gall to defend his actions when he was accepting the award. That I guess maybe that's it's those sorts of things. It wasn't the slap itself so much as the nutso look that he yeah. had. It's like okay, yep. this guy is really gone. And then for him to get on stage and just go all the way around, painfully, slowly, all the way around, apologizing to Chris Rock, and then defending, he says, "Well, love will make you do crazy things oh, and all God. that stuff." Whatever. Yeah, yeah, and and of course that throws. The guy who came out after him after that was the real Richard Williams. Right. He's like, you know, don't don't throw me under the bus. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, I, he he was totally against. And so I'm glad people like that came out and they didn't hero worship and just blindly defend the guy. So. All um, right, Timmy. Come back? I don't know. One hell of a one hell of a segment again, Pally. Well, thank you very much. Uh, the phones are working at the queue again, right? I have no idea. What's <laughs> what? Like I said, Tim, 1313 Mockingbird Lane over there, for Christ's sake. It's a haunted house now. <laughs> I had to do a Les Nestman read last week to record a thing, oh, and I hate God. doing that shit. I but, know. Uh, but, uh, so I, I love talking to you guys live, obviously. Yeah, it's I terrific. love talking to all of you, and, I, and I've done more than my share of talking today, so sorry no, about all the No, 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 it was terrific. It was a terrific report, Timmy. Thank you, pal. All right, talk to you Thursday. Uh, Ralph, uh, Andy, and Catherine, have a wonderful week. Thank you, you, you too. Thank you. We'll take a break, come back with Hour 2, and the return of Kristen Burt.